Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. You're listening to Theater in College Hoops. I'm Subi. Alongside me is Taylor Dammel and The Shark. We're brought to you by Dash Radio and the Barnburner Podcast Network. Go subscribe on whichever device you use. I actually heard Phil Forte, the diminutive one, the short little white point guard for Oklahoma State. Uh, I think he's also very good friends with Marcus Smart, which is just kind of funny to think about. But Phil Forte subscribes, so you should as well. Check out the website at thebarnburner.com. That's the-barnburner.com. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at CBB Theater. You should also follow me at Subi232 to find out where the feet is. And make sure to follow Taylor at Taylor Dammel and the shark at the underscore shark underscore BB. We're sponsored by Blue Note, artfully crafted small batch bourbon, distilled in Memphis and honoring the Memphis Blues. Be noteworthy, Memphis. Welcome back, boys. Hey. Back. It's the new, year, the new year is upon us. It is currently 2020. We haven't aired a show in, I don't know how long now. It's been a couple weeks at least. Uh, I'm currently on a diet called Whole30. I don't know if you've heard of that. So if I'm crankier than usual, you can blame, you know, you can blame it on that. Um, but how are your how are your vacations? How was your time off? Taylor, I'll start with you. When did hold on? When did you start Whole Thirty? Uh, yesterday. So you pretty much not you doubled down on the literal worst week of the year by <laughs> by rolling in a diet in there too. Yeah, I, it was necessary though. I was an absolute glutton this past week. Well, well yeah, well, yeah. Past two weeks. I mean, it was disgusting. And if you know anything about Indian families, or really any like minority family, the second you get off the plane and say hi to them, they'll call you fat. They're like, oh, you definitely gained weight. <laughs> And then when you're actually there at home, they just continue to force feed food, high caloric intake food and, and drinks. And I mean, my ass jiggled for about three days after we got home. It was time for a diet. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I uh, let's see. I went up to Pine Top, Arizona, where we got uh, 20 inches of snow in the three days that we four days that we were there. So that was pretty cool. Uh, we're all northerners in this group. So um it's nice to be able to pick and choose when you want to see the snow. And then when you're tired of it, you just drive home 
two and a half hours away, back to your 70 degrees. That's a great feature uh, here in Arizona. Uh, also made the trip down to Tucson, Arizona, and uh, attended the Arizona ASU game there at McHale Center in Tucson, which was an absolute ass-whooping, as is tradition. Uh, only saw Bobby Hurley cry for a little bit because he the game wasn't even close enough for long enough to him for him to really cry to the officials. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Had the actual best seats in the arena, not the like figurative. Let me argue with you why they are the best seats in the arena. Like they are the actual seats, best seats in the arena. And let me tell you why they're the best seats in the arena. I sat in the McHale family tickets. Yeah. So how did you get those tickets? Well, hold on. So I sat in this McHale family tickets and they're, it's named after the McHale family, Pot McHale. So they are the actual like pinpoint best seats in the house. Uh, Danielle, my girlfriend, her family, uh, they actually grew up next to the McHales in Coolidge, Arizona. So, um, and his grandson, Pot McHale, who the arena is named after his grandson, owns like a car dealership there. So like the family's cars and stuff are from uh, that, that car dealership. So there's a McHale relation there and um, went with her grandma or step-grandma, I should say there. And it's pretty funny because uh, not to, not to go too long here, wax too poetically about this, but it's pretty funny because you turn off like McHale Center is on Anki Drive, named after Fred Anki. And I said, hey, Joan, like, do you know Fred Anki? Just joking. She's like, yeah, we used to play tennis together. And like every building on campus is named after like one of her homies. She's like dapping up everybody in the in the crowd in our section. I literally sat in front of or had better seats than Lute Olsen uh, did. So that was really for a diehard like myself for ourselves that was i mean bill walton was close enough to me that he was blocking my view don't you don't you feel a little guilty about that though you're in better seats than the legend lute olsen who do do you think you are a a proud supporter of the program uh he had his he could don't act like he couldn't have chosen his seats too so i guess i shouldn't give him too much shit for that but yeah it was it was pretty cool uh you know i actually hadn't attended a college basketball game at u of a since they started selling beer and wine there as well, which I believe was last year. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. But being able to go grab a couple CL smooths while sitting in the McHale family seats was a pretty, pretty cool opportunity, I think. So that was kind of the, the highlight, so to speak, of, of our uh, hiatus here, I think. Shark, how about you? What have you been up to? I saw you over break. Uh, that's leading into what my highlight of my break was there, Father. It was when we broke bread at our neighborhood, <laughs> our childhood diner. We went there. And it was, you know, this diner has really taken off over the years. We sat down. We used to know, know the order by heart, and we still do know the order by heart. It's a 13. You get the over-easy eggs. You get a side of white toast. You get the home fries. You get the pancakes, and you get and you get the bacon. Um, and, frankly, the highlight of the trip was when you made the order, and I looked that waitress right in the eye, and I said, give me the same. And we just went around the table like it was old time sick. Uh, so that was definitely the highlight for me. Um, and then actually, Father, you and I, we, we, we logged a few minutes later on that night. We went down to the, the local watering hole there that has turned into a nice little Korean, uh, I don't even, is a Korean barbecue? I don't know what it was, but it was a good little happening spot in the neighborhood. Uh, so that was a great day. I got to see you. But I also want to tell you one thing. Uh, you can't say you're on a diet. When you just started yesterday, <laughs> why is that? Oh, you, you got I started a diet. Can I say that? No, 
you got to put in at least three days before the diet counts. <laughs> You're barely past the intermittent fasting stage. Well, hold, diet, hold right? on, hold on. What if I, what if I've done this before? Which I have. I've done this before That's in the past. Can confirm. Can confirm that. Uh, I, I still don't want to hear about it until you're three days in. If anything, you've gone three meals. You've th- just done three good meals. <laughs> All right. So All right. I'll text you tomorrow then. Tomorrow will be my third day. End of end of dinner. EOD typically in the business world means end of day. EOD tomorrow, end of dinner. I'll give you guys a text. Deal. Perfect. 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 You know, Sub, I am impressed that uh, for the first holiday, Thanksgiving, we got together. And then now for the second uh, wave of holidays there you got together with sharks so way to keep the show intact by your efforts alone facetime is crucial it is got to put in is. put in the hours in in face uh face to face i should say taylor you're up to visit chicago i already got the shark under my belt uh, over the summer you got to come out to chicago I, next i am severely slacking on that especially for a guy that has some pretty solid connections with uh, a, a, an airline so that's actually completely on me uh, no excuses, play like a champion or travel like a champion, I guess. Yeah, I mean, maybe we can go to a Bulls game. I can't necessarily guarantee that you're going to get like Michael Jordan type seats <laughs> or, or any Scotty Pippen seats. Am I going to get Jerry? In the can, I get, can I get a seat that, with Jerry Krause? Does he still own the team? Is that is he still on that team? I think he's long I don't off. even. I don't know. Well, R, well, RIP, Krause family. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, he, he's gone. You know what else is uh, in our wheelhouse? Now that it's 2020, it's award show season, baby. And we kicked it off last night, two nights ago, excuse me, with the Golden Globes. Ricky Gervais put on an absolute performance. Selma Hayek's tits were just popping Jesus. out. Jesus. I, you you want to talk about coming straight to your living room. They were, they were in there. Uh, so the Globes were fantastic last night. I'm very happy about my shows and movie. Uh, Fleabag getting a lot of great attention which it should fantastic show. Go watch it on Amazon prime. And also once upon a time in Hollywood, that was actually a stocking stuffer that I received from uh, my future father-in-law. We ended up watching that good theater. It's not your typical Tarantino movie, but there is about 30 minutes where it's like, Oh fuck, this is, this is a Tarantino movie. And there's one particular scene where he just goes full Tarantino shark. I know you had eyes on the globes last night. Any thoughts on, on it being awards season? Yeah, this is our time of the year. This this is when we show up, Baba Ganoush. This is this is the time. Uh, you know, I'm sure the chief has covered a lot from every which angle at this point. You know, I, obviously the Ricky Gervais thing was awesome. My big takeaway was the Tom Hanks montage. What a freaking resume on Hanks! When yeah, yo, through all those movies. Oh my gosh, I'd put him up against anyone. I'd put he's the he's the Coach K of film. <laughs> If you it, so speaking of resume, because it's it's getting close to resume season in college basketball. Yeah, he's got to be a, a number one overall seed, right? Oh, I, he, yeah, he has to be. I, that that was beyond. I, it just you know from Philadelphia, and then all of a sudden you got Forrest Gump, and you're getting hit left and right with Saving Private Ryan, and then oh my God, I forgot about he's Walt Disney here, he's Mister Rogers over there. The guy, the guy can do it all. So is. Is Brad Pitt another one seed? I he take so that, he that's took my home on a globe last night, right? And he was fantastic in in, in Once Upon a Time. God, he, that's my question. He's still it, so hot too. It's yeah, I mean, him and DiCaprio were. That's just absurd. No, Subi, it's LDC now. Okay. LDC, yeah. And what, what uh, he called uh, Anthony Hopkins, Tony Hopkins. <laughs> I mean, that was amazing. <laughs> 
that was absolutely amazing. But Can, hold on. I'm going to interrupt you here for a second, though. Can I tell you my? Because I'm not a big award show guy, unless it's like a the BET Awards or like the ESPYS. That's it. That's where I lie. What, my, what's wrong? How are you a big award show guy? I'm because I'm not a, I'm not as big of a movie guy as you guys are. So I don't you know usually with the everything that wins an award is usually like oh I guess I saw the trailer for that. So yeah, but that, that's a, that's a whole that's a whole nother discussion though because I, I admit that I'm not I I am the I am the you guys are the theater I'm the college hoops if we swayed one time we're all college hoops but if we ha- if my meter was pointing one way or the other so my two favorites moments of the night last night were a the meme that now has become. Tom Hanks' reaction to Ricky Gervais's or Gervais Gervais's uh, monologue there, and in B, uh, Tiffany Haddish saying Chernobyl <laughs> during during that award I, announcement. I cannot stand Tiffany Haddish. That's actually where you'll find <laughs> me and Shark on complete opposite ends of the spectrum. She's not funny. Uh, thank God she was up there with Hayek. Otherwise, I might have changed the channel right then and there. Take it, take Haddish it is terrible, yeah. dude. Have you not seen Girls Trip? <laughs> I haven't seen Girls Trip, but I've seen enough of Haddish to know that she's she's just not good theater. I stayed at the W in New Orleans strictly because of oh, the movie Girls Trip. Humble brag? Is that a humble brag right there? Uh, no, I mean it's not. It's just it's really it's not humble. It's just a brag. To be honest with you. you could tell that that Haddish has no idea what Chernobyl is. When when you say when you go when you celebrate Chernobyl with an elongated. Oh, bull in it, uh, even though it's during an award show. Hey, I mean, it's... bringing bringing awareness to the cause. I like that. <laughs> Dude, before, before you say anything right there, I just want to go back to one thing Taylor just said. Honestly, probably one of the biggest insults I've ever received in my life, calling me and Sue the theater guys and you're the college basketball guy. No, no, no. I, 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 no, excuse me. No, I'm meaning, I'm meaning that, like, if I, I don't know – theater so i have to sway towards college basketball you guys are also the college basketball guys oh i know i'm just once you go i'm just saying i'm just saying i'm not the theater guy i'm just saying i'm not the theater guy it's what i was getting i got you yeah but then you said you're the college basketball guy why don't you go ask marshall henderson a a college basketball guy 13 if i'm a college basketball guy when i rode his ass throughout (laughs) the entire game all right okay let me rephrase i lean more towards the college basketball than you guys do or than than the theater you well, guys know more about both than I do. So here's what the I thing. meant by that. I, I tune in to, to these award shows because I'm there for the political commentary oh, and God. the awkward moments. That's okay. the best part because then you just – you're on Twitter the entire time and like right-wing Twitter and left-wing Twitter, both extremes just go at it. Like I got people saying Ricky Gervais was terrible and on the other side I got people saying Ricky Gervais was wonderful. Now – pitting those two together is great. You got Michelle Williams talking about uh, feminism. You got, you got Joaquin Phoenix being happy that there was a plant-based menu only. I mean, this is why I come to award shows and the theater. Of course, he was definitely a little, he was was fucked up. Was it boozy? Yeah. You know, I was happy uh, that uh, really Michelle Williams. One was actually okay. In my mind, I'm happy that only one. And that was Patricia Arquette really went on the political uh, train there. Patricia I Arquette. Cu- I couldn't have. She, she I couldn't have listened. Her beans out. That was terrible. I, I couldn't. I couldn't have listened to every speech. Do that again. So I'm glad it was really only one. And I'm really glad that's the part that made Ricky Gervais monologue so great. Just hey, accept your awards. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, Gervais. Gervais kind of set the tone there, and he set proper expectations. But Patricia Arquette trying to she she was dumping him out yesterday too. 
I mean, it's like going from Ryan Archie Diacono to Colin Gillespie, right? There. You got <laughs> or to like Jalen Brunson to Colin Gillespie. I mean, that's that's kind of how I look at it. But uh, what a night! What a night indeed at at uh, the Golden Globes. And then also another meme that's been circulating now it talks about Tom Hanks. His son uh, is just absurd. Chet Hanks. Shark, have you seen this video of him like basically talking like a Jamaican? Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Bumble clot. I mean, these videos <laughs> yeah, are outrageous. I'm, I'm like, I'm like it, it, Tom Hanks. Was, it, I got nothing bad to say. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I guess. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I'm not even going to talk about his family. I got nothing bad to say. I don't want <laughs> All to the Hanks. Negative connotation. All the Hanks are fine in in Shark's book, no matter not, what. Not Chet. Not not a man named Chet. Uh, but. Big season, uh, to rest of the season to go. We're in 2020 now. And over the break, we saw a lot of top 10 teams kind of hit a skid. And there's been a lot of change at the top uh, of the rankings, even in the middle of the rankings. And I think now we can officially, officially say that for my money outside of Kansas, and I'm not going to lump Gonzaga in there yet because I know they are the number one ranked team of the country, but I just don't ever buy them until they actually go to a final four like they did a couple years ago. I won't buy them because they won't play anyone Uh, outside of Kansas. In my book, there's really no powerhouse team and Kansas actually just beat West Virginia. Who's also ranked, but the top 10 teams, what's going on there? Uh, Shark, I'll start with you. Was, was there any team that them taking a loss or them uh, sort of having their wheels fall off that surprised you or maybe didn't surprise you? In term, I, I, how are you not talking about Duke as someone that's rolling? I mean, they they they're thirteen yeah, and one at this point. Um, yeah. I know Kansas is up there, but Duke's only losses to that Stephen F. F. Buttermilk game, and that was clearly a a blip in the radar. Duke beat BC by like a hundred points, and then they beat Miami the next game by a thousand points. So Duke's definitely rolling. Vernon Carey's an animal. I think this is they're going to be the uh, number one overall seed when everything gets said and done. Actually, it's probably going to be Gonzaga. Although I, Gonzaga, I watched them uh, on I, I forget what it was. It was against Pepperdine. It was over the weekend. Not impressed mm. with Gonzaga. Not impressed with them at all. They're soft. They got these huge Eastern European guys in the middle. They're putting up great numbers, but I don't I don't like the toughness on that team. So as I kind of project, my favorite team is obviously Oregon. I've been riding that chariot all year. I'm going to keep doing it. I love Butler. Um, haven't really dove into the film yet on San Diego State, but they got my attention. You got Bruce Pearl, who's still rolling. So there's a lot of good teams that are out there. Um, unfortunately, and I'm sure we're going to get into this later in the show, you guys had your kiss of death when you did your reactionary thing with Ohio State. You did it with Louisville. Now, there's the, remember that big argument you and I had about uh, – Louisville and being between ranked 10 and 20, and you're like, is there 10 teams better than Louisville? Name them right now. Name all 10. Well, they're number 13 right now, so go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, actually, I was going to ask your thoughts on San Diego State, uh, but I, 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 it's probably the team, I would guess, all of us would say this, of the top 10 that we probably know the least amount and probably the whole country knows the least about because if we talk about Pac-12 teams playing late games, San Diego State plays that one game that's after all the late Pac-12 games. Their, their games start at literally like 9 p.m. local in San Diego. So I don't think – I mean, I, I've seen some blips of their game. I watched like the end of two of their games because I had them in two parlays over the over the break here. But I don't really know a ton about them. Um, and then for me also, like 
you know, Auburn obviously had an awesome year last year and it's undefeated this year in the top five, but they have to be one of the most undervalued or under talked about returning final four team that's undefeated the next season that I can remember. I know that's there's, I don't really have any numbers for that, but for them to be ranked fifth and undefeated coming up a final four season. And I don't, I haven't heard them mentioned really anywhere. Have you, I mean, have you guys, have I just missed that? No, no, not really. Uh, Pearl effect, though, baby. That's my SEC coach of the year. And we'll get to predictions here in a second. Uh, I'm not mad about L- L- Louisville going through a little rough patch right now. They'll bounce back. They'll be just fine. Uh, my other teams that I do love, though, is the team that just beat them at home, which was Florida State. Yep. I also love Kentucky. Um, and Butler, that's the team that both you and I love, Shark. Also, Iowa. We are an Iowa Iowa uh, program. I think you were out that episode, Shark, when we declared that Titch is now an Iowa program. And then Dayton. Cannot leave Dayton off this list just yet. I know they're ranked only in the 20s, but Obi Toppin is a good enough player to take. He's like, there's always a couple players in, in college basketball that when they get on the big stage, you could see them propelling a team to the final four. Last year, I thought it was Marcus Howard, and I was wrong. But you look at a guy like Obi Toppin and Dayton, I love where they're at sitting in the weeds. Uh, those are the teams that I love. Yeah, I've been, I've been having a tough time uh, figuring out how good a team like West Virginia is as well. Uh, if you go back to some of the previews we had, we kind of made a slight mention where, like, well, it's Huggy Bear got. They were literally the worst team in, like, the world last year. Are they going to – they got a rebound, and I couldn't – I thought they would. I thought that they might be able to rebound, but I don't think I would have predicted them to be like a top twenty team. Pretty much by, I mean, did they sneak in even before the new year uh, last rankings in, into the top twenty five? I think they did. So that's pretty crazy to me that that team that's got to be like the turnaround team of the year so far, right? I mean, that's uh, they were they were like the worst team in college basketball last year. They sucked, especially at the beginning of the year, and it just went completely south when I think Huggy had to suspend Sagaba Kanate and uh, maybe someone else. I forget. But, yeah, West Virginia's really turned it around. Can I give you one more team that needs our attention right now? Uh, and that is Greg 3G's Marshall, Wichita State. They are rolling. They finally cracked, snuck their way back into the top 25. They're 13-1, and they're not playing a cupcake schedule either. They've beaten Ole Miss. They've beaten Oklahoma. They've beaten VCU. They've beaten Oklahoma State. And their only loss is to that West Virginia team that you brought up. So watch out for them. This could be the year where it's like those strange mid-majors, the San Diego States, the Wichita States that are making a run to the Final Four. And I'm just hoping, I really am hoping, historically you always have these big blue blood teams that are winning the national championship. I hope that this year is a different year where we have a, I don't want to call it a random school, but a non-traditional college basketball powerhouse winning the national championship, whether it's Oregon or you know Butler or any of these teams, I'm pulling for something like that because this could be the year to do it. I feel bad if a non-power six team, power, power five team outside of Butler won. Like if Wichita State won. The reason I feel bad for Butler about that is because they they were the team that walked so these other mid-majors could really run. Right? <laughs> two straight two straight national title game appearances, one a Gordon Hayward shot away from winning it, and then they had probably one of their worst games of the decade against UConn. Uh but you know, I and, and Butler now is oh is there another team that walked before Butler? I'd say probably the number one team in the nation, Gonzaga, but hey. 
Yeah. That, they, I, but, yeah. They never made, but they never made a two straight title game. Yeah, they had no. only made they'd only made one Elite Eight up until two years ago or three years ago. Whenever the yeah, final four they, was out here in Phoenix, that was only the second Elite Eight in program history, and they've been good for twenty five years at that point. Well, they were good when Butler made their run. I guess if we're talking about the run being playing in the national championship, then your metaphor here would work here soon, but um, Butler is it a metaphor? But, but no, I mean, it's a Butler's comparison. Butler's run was like a full length, like marathon run, whereas Gonzaga's was a couple sweet sixteen trips over and over and over and over again. It was like doing a lot of half marathons rather than uh, the full marathon that Butler did two years in a row. And I'd feel even worse for Butler this year because they are now they're probably going to get a top three seed, top three or four seed. And I mean, when they made those runs, they were the five five seed and lower. So they're an actual actual good team. Uh, and and I love what they're bringing to the table. So Ohio State, though, you had mentioned, Shark. Uh, I know you're getting on our case because you thought we were too reactionary. I still think Ohio State's really, really good. They've just been struggling as of late. I mean, if you you telling us that we're reactionary is good. It's so rich. It is so rich because after a couple bad games, right, it's time to jump off of Ohio State. No response. I've left. I've rendered you <laughs> speechless. I'm, well, I'm just trying to figure. Uh, so you're staying with Ohio State then as one of the best team in the yeah. country? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what in, isn't it equally as reactionary to tell us that we should not be or be back off these teams? I mean, I don't. You know. Well, it, I don't. Reactions. Think, uh, reactions go both ways. It's not just positive reaction. Well, I mean, that's I, about, yeah. No. I guess if you guys still think Ohio State is the best team in the nation, then you know what I was wrong in saying you're reactionary. But somewhere I think that. That deep down, you guys probably don't think Ohio State's the best team in the nation. Did we say Ohio State was the best team in the nation, or did we say they were one of the best? You're very good at this. You are very good at this, Shark. <laughs> i got to give you credit because because you, t- you take words and you massage them. We might have said they're one of the best teams in the country. At, at the time, they absolutely were, and I still think moving forward they can be. Uh, I don't think I've ever said that they were the best team in the country. I think I've been on record as saying that Kansas is the best team of the country. Well, I think it's about I think it's about the separation of saying should they be ranked number one in the rankings right now, or are they the best team in the country? Because as we know, those are not the same things. I remember it differently. I remember after they went in and they beat North Carolina. When I picked North Carolina, you guys were over there two stepping, doing a little <laughs> jig. And this is why I wish our show. I wish we had a producer. I wish we had some you know, floozy in the back room there behind the wall. And I could point to him and say, Hey, play back that show from December 12th, play that show for me right now. What did they say? What did they say? Cause he would, he would play it and you guys would be exposed. I, <laughs> I, and I every time I ask you, I say, Hey, pick, I, and this is what happened. I said, pick a team that you, you think is a dark horse that can do it. I picked mine at the beginning of the year. I told you Oregon and I told you Seton Hall. Didn't I say Baylor got, on my end? Uh, I don't know, maybe you might have said Baylor. That, that does that does sound kind of familiar. Um, I remember both of you getting on Ohio State right away and using that in my example. And then, of course, they lose the next week, and I haven't heard a peep from you either of you about Ohio State moving forward. You're well, on to the been, next team. They have no, no, no. They, I'm, I'm not off of Ohio State. I just told you the teams that I loved. Uh, I probably should have included Ohio State, but I was I was trying to go with more under you know more under the radar teams. I'm not off Ohio State. They're missing Kyle. What's his name? Kyle Young, right? The the wannabe Aaron Kraft. That's yeah. that's huge. That's a he's a starter for them. Whatever. <laughs> so okay. So right now, Shark, if if a neutral site 
in a tournament, are you taking like Ohio State or San Diego State? If they're playing right now, I'm taking San Diego State. They they went in, they went into freaking Logan into Wild <laughs> Bill's house over the weekend and beat them with Sandy Merrill. That's a huge win. Okay. Uh, but I, I I did I do want to preface it. I didn't get into the film room too much yet on San Diego State. Okay. So I, I okay. have the ability to leave that opinion oh oh, okay excuse me sorry Uh, i'm telling you it's it's very good with words uh have have we talked about also maryland are we all off maryland i know they've been rolling a little bit as of late but they they've had they had a bad loss earlier uh this or last month i was never on maryland same well i said that they were underrated i will and again this is year of 2020 this is accountability this is what you two jokers need to learn this is accountability i did say that they might be underrated uh, but I was never on Mark Turgeon. That's who I blame every Maryland loss on. I'm on Maryland, and you got you know what, boys? This is what's so beautiful about this podcast, and what's so beautiful about how the way we uh, led with this show. Because when this airs tomorrow, Tuesday morning, guess who's playing? Maryland versus Seton Hall. No, Ohio no. State. Yeah, oh I mean, wow. Let's lock them up, baby. Anthony, Anthony Cowan Jr., that's my guy. That, that's a college basketball leader. Well, so here's the thing with, with predictions, man. They're just so stupid when it comes to college <laughs> basketball. They're pretty dumb when it comes to every other sport. You got guys like Nick Wright, who's living our dream job, who gets like 90% of his takes wrong, but you know, he's still able to just spout at the mouth. And now, and even when I'm wrong about things, right? So you had brought up, I, I just use a crazy different loophole. I just like maneuver my way out of that scenario. So if Maryland wins against Ohio State, I'm just going to say, well, they didn't have Kyle Young. Uh, if like the other night, Oregon State beat Colorado, who I predicted to win the Pac-12 title, I'll just say, well, Trace Tinkle is my Pac-12 player of the year. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still winning there. Just right. basically hedging, hedging all sides. And that was me with that Florida State win this last week. I'm like, well, yeah, I picked Leonard Hamilton to win Coach of the Year. He can't win Coach of the Year if he doesn't win big games. So, you know. But, you know, I mean, it's just like it's just like Liz Cowherd's dad. You know, we could just sit here and talk about the same thing five days a week. Uh, who's the new Cowboys head coach? Uh, is Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady better? Or, you know, how LeBron fits in L.A. These guys don't really make their predictions or there's no accountability for for them. So well, that's what I, I'm trying to. That's what I'm trying to. I understand yeah. that. I'm, I know. Yeah. I understand that. That's yeah. I'm, I'm 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 massaging your thoughts here. Is that we need we got accountability yeah. here on this show, and that's where our integrity is much higher than these yeah, the, the than these losers on on national TV. Don't don't massage my thoughts. All right, my, my <laughs> thoughts my thoughts are good. Yeah, good. <laughs> I'm just me. saying. I'm just saying when you when you come at us about or come at me about Oregon State beating Colorado, and then. Two nights previously, they Colorado. Who did they beat? Who Colorado beat Oregon at home? Who who you're all on, right? I mean, it's just these these are why predictions are just dumb, especially I, with college basketball. It's like it's up and down, baby. It's a roller coaster. Well, you know, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You, you you seem upset. Both of you seem upset because I'm coming at you, right? You're, I'm coming at you about your predictions. Ask yourself this question: Why aren't you coming at me? And I did. Re- no, 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 no. The reason you're not coming at me in the way I'm coming at you. It's because I'm freaking right all this time. I am always right. You guys are wrong. <laughs> Says the guy who skipped the entire prediction part of this program and then comes in after the season starts and goes, oh, no, nope. listen it to me here. It wasn't after the season. <laughs> I, I, my tweets are on the on record. 
right now. I have three big tweets out there. Oregon, <laughs> Oregon, Seton Hall, and then I did another one relatively recently when I said Wisconsin's going to the Sweet 16 after they beat Ohio State. So that's I my know. other one that's out there. So, so let me – I'm going to backtrack here a couple – the conversation or three here. So I think that the – you know, you want the non-blue blood um, – or non-power school to have a great year this year in the tournament. And I think in a way we all do. But I think the problem with that prediction or that thought or that hope this year is that there are stereotypical good basketball schools that are down ranked. They're all across the board. So like Wisconsin's ranked somewhere around 32nd. So that this year has been so up and down that what it might end up happening is like, Going back to that Wichita State thing, too, is like when Kentucky was a nine seed and they went to the uh, Sweet 16, same thing with like Wisconsin. We might see almost the reverse of where the San Diego States and the Butlers get like the two or three seeds this year and then get upset because they have to play like a fucking nine seed Wisconsin in the second round. And nobody wants to do that. So I, I, I think that we might almost get the reverse of what our hope is and that in the end we still end up with a lot of the same shit just it, just the seeds are going to be reversed from what they normally are it's true wasn't that title game kentucky yukon and they were what like eight and nine seeds or something yeah something ridiculous no, like a, that that's a, that's a legit i mean you just gotta have hope because you can you can pull up the the ken palm rankings that balance both the adjusted o and the adjusted right. G and does all that right now and then i'm looking at them right now within the top 15 of Ken Palm's rankings, you got, I would call probably three um, non power conference teams. You have Butler is number five. You have Dayton. Butler's not seven. a power, Butler's not a power conference team, though. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call him that. They don't have Big a Big East team. team. You got to yeah. have a football team. <laughs> <laughs> what? what are these rules? The rules are the conferences, but okay. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. They used to not be a power team from the horizon, but all right. Can I, can I, can I interrupt you on Ken Palm real quick? Cause I love Ken Palm. Do you remember what's the, what is the, um, what's the relationship that it, no national championship team since Ken Palm started was outside like the top five, 25 of yeah, at least I, one. Yeah. I think it's the team that's won every year is always within the top five. And you have to have like a top one, a top 50, of adjusted O or D and the other one is like a top two or three or something like that. I know yeah, that there's, I a, it, I, yeah. there's something like that, that sticks that stuck for every year since like 2002. Cause I just pulled them up that like each national champion or final four team or whatever it is, has the same exact like relationship. No, of, his, historically like, they're O in defense. They're always within the top 15 and they're probably number one in either of those categories. So right. like for instance, UVA last year, UVA, they, had the 30th ranked adjusted O, so that plays into your point, but they had the number one adjusted defense. Right, right, right that, that, right, exactly. Sub, I know you're, Sub, I know you're, you love analytics and, and numbers. Watch the game, you nerds. <laughs> pick, pick Arizona to win the title every single bracket. But wait, Shark, who are the other four teams? You had mentioned Butler at five. Uh, yeah, uh, Dayton at seven, Gonzaga at nine, and San Diego State at 15. Hey, 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 if you maybe if you did a little research, it's number four. Yeah, that's what I was just about to ask you. Can you tell me where Ohio State's at in Ken Palm? Oh, (laughs) yeah, they're number four. Oh, so they're pretty good, is what you're saying. (laughs) 
<laughs> All the me, I good, good. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad you think that too. I'm glad at least Ken does. So I'm wondering why you guys aren't, you know, up there, you know, playing the horn anymore. You know, <laughs> uh, you know I will say, and I'm just gonna bring it up because Subi already brought it up. Uh, just pick Arizona to win it all. Arizona, even though they lost, had a pretty bad loss to uh, St. John's. There uh, was that before, or after our last show. That was after. After. They've actually moved all the way up to 11 in Ken Palm. Um, and more so, I think, of just being idle and a lot of the teams falling around them. Uh, but I will say, and uh, you guys can correct me on this, but just because uh, it was my first experience with it this year, uh, it's always different to watch a team in person. And Arizona and ASU are now the only two teams that I've actually physically watched in person this year. Arizona, I think, played their best game of the year against ASU the other night. So it's interesting to me that they only moved up one. Obviously, ASU is not good. But I, I think Arizona, the break, I, or let me let me phrase this differently. Do you think teams benefit from a long break in college, or do you think that they're hurt from a break in college? Because I think Arizona specifically, after watching them the other night, benefited from a pretty long break off there. Yeah, I think they benefited because that loss against St. John's is so stinky. Cannot lose to St. John's. Baylor and Gonzaga, sure. Uh, I mean, for my standards, for my Elite Eight heartbreak standards, they'd have to win those games. But St. John's was just terrible. Uh, and then, but they did play their best game against their rival at home to open up Pac-12 play. So I think where they're at right now at number twenty-four is is good. But in this case, it helped them. Shark, you have any thoughts on the idle time? No, I I, I always like. Eh, you know what I. It depends on what you did in the, your last game. So, for instance, if you you had Washington, uh, Suba, I tapped into your uh, expertise last night. Washington, they came off a really bad loss to UCLA, and they had a fairly quick turnaround, and they got to play USC last night and just spanked them all up and down the court. So if they had a lot of idle time after that, I don't know if it would happen. It seemed like Mike Hopkins was able to get into their ear pretty quickly. And Washington is on the verge of becoming one of my teams. I like them. Quad A green, good point guard. You're a big Pac-12 guy. Look at you, Pac-12 guy, huh? I'm going to be honest. I kind of like the Pac-12 this year. We're back. Pac-12 is back. So out of the non-power teams, and I guess we'll include Butler now, which team do you think has the best chance of making a run in the tournament? For me personally, I think it's going to be Dayton, uh, strictly for the Obi Toppin factor. And uh, because they're probably going to play a lot of Midwest games or venues, and Dayton can travel. So I'm going to take the Dayton Flyers as the best mid-major team or non-power team to make a run. Shark, of the non-powers, who who do you have making the deepest run? Butler, just because they have a star and Kamar Baldwin. Uh, I guess the team I mentioned didn't have a star either. You're right. Well, no, a star, a star guard. Okay, a star guard. So, Uh, so, so are we are we counting the big? Hold on, let me let me. Be clear here. Are we counting the Big East as non-major then? So can I pick a Big East, Big East team for this? Well, they don't have a football team. So Neither does Villanova. Okay, okay. So I'm going to take Seton no. Hall then. Oh, where did Brian? Where did Brian Westbrook play college football? <laughs> Wasn't that FCS or like one double A or something? That's a that's a football team, pal. Butler, no football team. What, who did well, you I'm, take, Taylor? I, I'm going to take Seton Hall because I think in the tournament you got Miles Powell, and that's all you need. All right, you see what you've done here, Shark? Yeah, I'm getting that's, rid that's, of this rule. Okay? Yeah, no, that's not a – that's not – yeah. I, I'm, I'm getting rid of the football rule. I, I think this rule. needs on, to be reset on, on. here. Uh, yeah, I'm getting rid of the football rule, okay? 
if they were ever no okay you know what just fuck the big east with the exception <laughs> of butler because they were very recently in the horizon league okay how about <laughs> okay. that i'll give you butler i see what you're what you're trying to say but shark the you know the, the rules that you're setting just aren't flying so taylor uh i'm gonna strike seton hall from from your request uh, okay am i allowed to go again is this a respin? You have to. I'm making you go again. Okay, so is the American Conference considered a major conference or not? So this is actually a discussion that I've had with my brother-in-law, avid listener Patrick Doyle. I do think that they are. That's why I say Power Six, not Power, not just Power Five. Okay, so I can't pick Memphis for this either because they had a pretty good football team this year. Okay. No, you can. You can oh, pick okay. Memphis because okay. they were in the Conference USA like three years ago, weren't they? Four okay. years ago. Okay, so then are we allowed to pick Wichita State for this too because they're also new? <laughs> Absolutely, especially because of what they did in the tournament uh, a couple years ago. Okay, so I think uh, I'm going to go with Memphis. I think I've got the rules right here. I think they've got enough talent That's d- d- despite Wiseman being gone. Well, there's so much. What, we have one pigeonholed into <laughs> some random rules here. I'm, I'm going to outmind maneuver you to hacks <laughs> again right here because you, you've created all these little avenues where I can't pick and I'm about to give you a pick right here that's just going to blow your goddamn socks off uh, Gonzaga, boom next topic I know but that, that was that was an easy pick. Obviously, everyone knows the Gonzaga is a great team this year. But I mean, outside of that one Elite Eight, Final Four, and all, like title run that they had in in Phoenix a couple of years back, I mean, do they really perform? in in the tournament i mean i don't think that they're gonna have it i don't think they can i think dayton can easily get to an elite eight like a gonzaga team can this year that's what that's the point i'm making oh yeah i think i think Obi Toppin could single-handedly dominate a team like gonzaga yeah. this year I'm so yeah I agree. My, i'm going out of my way to not agree with you on dayton but deep down you know i agree with you on dayton yeah. I, I, yeah. like that I i do too <laughs> I yeah that. sorry i was just i was just trying to get open up for discussion i love Obi Toppin. no i appreciate that and speaking of teams that we've seen live i was able to see dayton and Obi Toppin ah. a few few weeks ago so yeah that's those are my boys but yeah predictions just so goddamn stupid <laughs> can't deal with them can i can i make a prediction as much as they suck yeah, Please. but if if you're God wrong, forbid, yeah. God forbid you guys make a prediction. That, that's fine. We, we literally <laughs> made predictions in the off season. And you were not present. No, it's it's actually projecting forward to the NBA. So I'm sorry if that's going too far. So we might have to bring this up like a year from now. Uh, and this is obviously me being biased, but I think we have enough film on the on this particular player uh, to know if they're good or not. Um, Zeke Naji, the freshman for Arizona, is not going to be a lottery pick at this point, but he's going to be an absolute steal uh, in the late first round for some team that's already good, and he's just going to fuck everybody. When it, that, with it. That's bold. Now, I, next year, around no, this no, time no, next me, year, meaning like, meaning like when he gets drafted, fuck everybody because he gets drafted into like a perfect situation because he's like a, a, a physically. You watch players in the NBA and in college and stuff, and obviously have been to thousands of basketball games. He's going to be extremely underrated when it comes to the draft next year, and I, I don't think he'll break the top fifteen unless he has a dope tournament, which he very well may because he's still shooting something like seventy percent from the field. But he's going to be a super steal for someone in the draft next year. I got to tell you, Taylor, 
and I'm just going to be real with you. Please I think do. that's your Homer colors coming out. I don't know how great Zeke knowledge is going to be, but if he's not that quote unquote steal, I'll, I'll probably be pulling out the receipts for that one. That's totally fine. That's totally fine. I, so I said, we've got 14 games now. We're past that. Like, Oh, he's shooting 70% through the first three games. It's like, okay, he does this literally every single game. So, so, uh, that's just my prediction. And please, uh, someone record this or, you know, make Sorry sure to mark, record it. No, make sure to mark of what day, what, when the, this recording is. So you can feel free to bring it back up. It's at the 42 minute mark. Well, so that's the thing. I mean, I'm just going to take a mental note of it. There's no okay. way I'm totally going to actually fine. dig up these archives next year. Totally fine. But Hey, I, I just wanted to go out on a limb and make a prediction because, I know Shark loves when that happens. Well, since we're on predictions, uh, a couple weeks ago, or maybe it's now like a month ago, James Wiseman went out, and and he's done with Memphis. And I said, you know what? Memphis is going to be just fine. I think they're going to be just fine. And they've not only treaded water in his absence, they're still in the top 15. And Shark, you had said that they weren't going to be fine at all. I still don't think they are. (laughs) Did Did you watch the game against Georgia? Georgia stinks. Got Anthony Edwards. Another well, just, another like, little maneuver out of that. What what exactly has Memphis done since Wiseman went down? Barely beat Tennessee, who is terrible. Let's put that out there. I'm a Tennessee guy. Tennessee is awful, and Memphis barely sneaks by against them. Outside of that, Memphis has done nothing. That team stinks. Their only loss then came to Georgia since since yeah. Wiseman went down, who's right? The, who's the only good team that they played? So why you just said they stunk? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, I, I, get your point. I got him. We got him. <laughs> yeah, I, Memphis is going to pl- go into uh, where where with, into Wichita. I was going to say where's where's Wichita State play. That would have been funny, but they're going to go into Wichita <laughs> this week and just get absolutely demolished. I'm all over Wichita State in that game. That 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 one's on uh, Thursday night. This is a big week then for our predictions. I mean, this is season's really heating up right now. So speaking of our preseason predictions, we are I'm one week of reckoning uh, from the reckoning of my what is turning out to be probably the worst preseason prediction any of us made. And that's that after Purdue played Michigan State and Maryland, we would really be able to tell if they were going to win the Big Ten or not. I think it's safe to say they're not going to win the Big Ten. And we haven't got to that point after their 37 point performance uh the other day against the Illini uh I'm pretty confident in saying that that was an awful prediction on my part holy shit I forgot that we even laid out this date as we did we did the marker for when are we going to be able to judge Purdue I'm glad we now have a have an official answer but I I believe I said it was January 12th and let me see if that's yes that's Michigan State at Purdue is Sunday morning yeah I mean, what are you going to do, man? You just ran into Underwood. <laughs> yeah, he's he's sick. He's dope. So he's he's also up and down. They they beat Michigan and then they got their asses handed to them by Michigan State when they were competitive for one half and then just completely died. So listen to, listen to this upcoming schedule for Purdue, and maybe I I mean we need a miracle here for this prediction to be even somewhat true. They go Michigan, Michigan State, and Maryland. Back to back to back. I'm not sure they're going to score 37 points combined across those three games, considering what I saw the other night. It's a gauntlet right there. <laughs> hey, that's the Big Ten, though. That's the Big Ten for you. Yeah. Well, Sue, I actually I know 
that you've been on Underwood all year, but can I join you? Cause, cause I like this Illinois team. I like Underwood. I like the Illinois team. Cockburn. He Gus Johnson screaming Cockburn. So you can join me. Uh, I'll take that as an admission of defeat and that I know more college basketball than you, but uh, Illinois, I'm just going to warn you. These guys are the most roller coaster type team ever. I mean, you're going to get nausea stomach just turned upside down because they, they show up one game. They'll have you rooting for them really hard. And then the next game they stink. I so, mean, they lost, this ain't they for lost, the fan of heart. They lost to Arizona by what was it? 40 earlier this year or was it 30? Probably 30. It was a fucking shit time though. I mean, they got run over. Did they? I actually thought it was semi close. No, it's like it was, it was like ninety to fifty nine or something like that. Yeah, I mean they got they got smoked by Arizona on the road. Same with Michigan State, which it, when you take a step back, it's actually not that bad for Underwood. But uh, yeah, join me with Illinois. Those are my boys. And also Kofi. Appa- we haven't discussed this yet. Apparently, you pronounce his last name Coburn. Co- yes, I was about to bring that up. Yeah, it's Coburn. Yeah, uh, I I'm gonna guess. That so- somewhere along the line, someone just didn't want it. One of the family members just got tired of being called Cockburn and decided to, to just say, you know, but in middle school, no, the CK is silent. What other word in the world is the CK silent in anything? Nothing. Nothing. And someone just made that up. I'm sorry. I, I cannot play that. Uh, I mean, if it's actually Coburn, maybe I'll I'll consider calling him Coburn, but I'm just going to keep calling him Cockburn. Yeah, agree. It's a lot better, and a like a shark, like Shark said, the the call's a lot better with Gus. I, imagine if we could get. I, I know Gus is doing uh, Biggie's games, um, but Rocket Watts Cockburn. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, I mean, really, all you need is the CK, and to go back on like names and and changing it to things that are a lot easier i'm not for that bullshit because Uh as an indian right i I hate when people anglicize their names there's a guy like who's named like davil and he's got hey i'm dave that's bullshit man (laughs) i know a guy named just jeet and he goes hey i'm jj it's not jj (laughs) you gotta suffer through the substitute teacher taking roll call like every single one of us so if if his family lineage changed it to coburn i'm not gonna i'm not gonna abide by it sorry well, it's funny coming from you because your name is literally actually pronounced Darun, yet all of your people in your adult life call you Taryn. So that's pretty hypocritical. Well, that's because I had a sales job, a telesales job, and I had to get right out of college. So when you get someone on the phone, you can't just be like, hey, this is Darun, and then spend the first 30, 45 <laughs> seconds being like, what's your name? Huh? Isn't, isn't this exactly what you were just chastising <laughs> like 30 seconds ago? These guys aren't in sales jobs. Work a telesales role and then get back to me, Kofi. Um, so, Sue, not to project too far forward here, are you going to go like full anglicized white kid names for your future for the future Super Money kids? No, that's a great question, actually. So we've been. I, trying... I don't mean to put you on the spot for this. I know we're, you know. No, we've absolutely talked about it. Uh, <laughs> we've been trying to get like Indian names that you could also that are easy for white people to pronounce, but also like shorten. So Nikhil, you could call him Nick. That's not anglicizing a name. That's true. Mm-hmm. It's just shortening it. N-I-K. <laughs> All right, you can go Neil, N-E-A-L. That's the Indian version of Neil, N-E-A-L. Do you really, do you really want a son named Neil, though? I can go with Neil. Neil's a good name. <laughs> Why don't you go Jamal, dude? Jamal's like Muslim. Oh, my bad. I yeah, think so. Uh, I mean, I could uh, go with Jamal. 
What if go uh, Mark? Good go Taylor. Yeah, that's what you really should do. Is your theater and college basketball brethren? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, I got I got like her parents to think about in terms of like holding their grandbaby and being like, <laughs> well, no, uh, like like they just or something. Or can we go back? <laughs> can we go back to Jamal? I'm pretty sure the brother in Slumdog Millionaire's name was Jamal. Dude, you can be Indian and also Muslim at the same time. <laughs> well, I, I understand that, but like you're when I said it, you made you made it seem like I was taking a name out of an entirely different kind of heritage. Like that's somewhat prevalent in the Indian heritage. If you if you can find me a, a Indian who's also Hindu named Jamal, then I will concede my my thoughts on Ohio State. How about that? I'm gonna respectfully remove myself from this conversation uh, like Here, that we I, got actually, off I, I i i did find someone already that wait yeah. the main character in slumdog millionaire is jamal but right? he's not no, hindu i don't he, think you, you don't even know no he is hindu that's what he's saying he's hindu oh Was my Ma god dude, I, do the, <laughs> I, I do this all-time poll to slumdog millionaire and i get the exact name and then you have the audacity to question <laughs> you're almost calling me a big and then you didn't even know if I was. I well, pulled I mean, Jamal. I pulled Jamal from Slumdog. Are we sure that's it? he's Hindu though? Where does it say that he's Hindu? And talk about college basketball for a second. I, Let me read through this. I mean, that's fine. Yeah, I'll, I'll gladly switch. Uh, you know, from from one Hindu to a school that probably has a shitload of Hindus at UCLA. Did you guys see Jake Kaiman against Washington? Uh, so UCLA beat Washington last week, and Jake Kaiman showed out for UCLA. And the only thing I could keep thinking when I was looking at this guy is that he is Frank Kaminsky and Ryan Kelly's love child. I mean, you got Kaminsky and Kelly together, and then they produce Kaiman. Just a ton of K's, ton of Y's, decent amount of S's. There's just a lot there with with Jake Kaiman, Frank Kaminsky, and Ryan Kelly. Did you guys see that performance at all? Yes. Yes. Sorry, I'm still looking up this Slumdog Millionaire Jamal situation here. Um, um, yeah, you and I were actually texting about it, Sub, and he is—he had an unbelievable game. First off, in that game, there are two. The two offenses really sucked, as for the most part, and were pretty disjointed. But he made was it six threes. Yeah, and down the stretch too. Yeah, in in the Alaska Airlines Center, no doubt, a vaunted place today to play heckhead pavilion um yeah no i think that uh i was unhappy though to see ucla have really any success at all so uh did they win their last game against washington state i couldn't tell you i don't know i I I just know washington rebounded heavy against usc like we mentioned earlier i'm still i'm still deep in slumdog millionaire at this point (laughs) i can't can we can we use all right so like the Death to tell, right? Whether he's Jamal or his brother's Jamal, we don't know. That's beside the point right here. But he obviously, he goes on that freaking incredible run of answering those questions when he's on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire to the point where, like, he's pulling from these distant memories, like, way throughout his life and how he gets there. That's almost like a college basketball Cinderella run where he's just, like, pulling from all ends of the court, just letting it rip. So if we have a big-time Cinderella team, 
this year? Can we try to make a slum dog millionaire type run out of this team? Like Dev Patel on, on what? Wow. My, my mind is racing right now. <laughs> no, I love this. <laughs> I think your I think your camera is shaking right now. I think you're going so fast over there. Ooh. Is that a be- is that a bead of sweat I see on your brow right there? Uh, so, uh, I got to rewatch the film so I can appropriately analogize this here for when uh, Seton Hall does the run. When, when it comes. Oh no, he pulls this one. No, I love that. I love that, Shark. And many are now asking after they're listening to this: uh, Was Slumdog Millionaire based on the George Mason 2004 <laughs> Final Four run? I mean, they had zero business getting that far. As did Jamal in in Slumdog Millionaire. Now, obviously, they didn't end up with the girl and the happy life, but or the yeah, or the national championship. I guess. Yeah. Can we? Can we? Oh my god! I'm a, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not even. We, we got another one here. End of the movie. What is the name of the dance that they do in Slumdog Millionaire? Jai Ho. What was the name of the best player on George Mason? Jai also, Lewis. What is going to Jai be? Lewis? Jai Lewis. Same letters. Same name in the beginning. And also, I also, hold on. I just let me bring this in because I also pulled the same thing up. You know who else is on George Mason? Jesus. Oh, man. that's a full. That's a full like religious roster. Full to bring in the religion Hindu side. Even though obviously yeah, Jesus is Hindu. I gotta get Jesus out of there. No, <laughs> get Jesus out of there. He was Jai, on the Jai roster Lewis. though. Jai Lewis, Jai Owen. Oh my God. That might be the question that we have to ask and we have to find out. Actually, let's get let's get uh, Strance back on the line, Barnburner Chief, and see if he can set up uh, a meeting with the director of Slumdog Millionaire and ask him, (laughs) was this film based on George Mason's final four run? (laughs) It's not that far fetched now that we think about it. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. Can we also, Shark, can we uh, now proclaim that any non-power team like Dayton, like Gonzaga, maybe not Gonzaga because they're a heavy favorite, but like the Dayton's of the world, Butler's, Seton Hall's, if you want to call it, just the underdogs. If they start making noise in the tournament, can we just start calling it slumdogging? Yeah, mm. I was, you just read my mind. The, you call them the underdogs. Why not? They're the slumdogs. <laughs> wow. Oh. That's it. That's incredible. I'm hot. I'm hot right now. Give me the goddamn ball. I'm about to fire one up from 30 feet. This right here Give is this is Jimmer Fredette crossing half court on a, after scoring like six straight. A hundred percent. Lovely. <laughs> All right. Let's uh let's round it out with some segments. Before we do that, though, a quick message from our guy Zach at the Barn Burner Podcast Network. All right, let's finish it up here. First segments and um Shark will give it to you. It's time for Where Am I? Where am I? Where am I? Honestly, I my Where Am I was going to be Jai Lewis. Uh, oh, and, shit, it was, wasn't it? I didn't even think about that. Oh, my God. <laughs> but in an interest of, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go with Jai Lewis. Jai Lewis, we already <laughs> talked about him the entire time. So if you don't remember him, he was the big, the beefy, the burly guy on George Mason when they made that historic Final Four run way back in 2006. I wanted to, you know the rules of where am I, guys. We know it. We've been over it. We typically don't want to get these career European-type players, uh, Euroleague guys. But Jai Lewis, he did kind of have a career like that. I'm not going to lie. He initially wasn't going to go the basketball path. He was going to go, he was drafted in the second round by this Pittsburgh explosion, a CBA team. And then people thought he was going to be the next Antonio Gates. And then he went to the giant New York football giants uh, training camp. And George Mason listed uh, 
Jack yeah. Lewis at, at six foot seven, 275 pounds. Well, once he got to New York, he apparently was six foot five, 292. So he was two inches shorter and 20 pounds heavier. So all time move by that George Mason public relations team. Um, but anyways, Lewis bounced around. He played in Bosnia. He played in Israel. Um, one point, his Wikipedia will tell you that he his contract in Israel. They didn't. T- I don't know why this was even a nugget in the Wikipedia page, but he was making more than five thousand dollars a month. So there we go. We got his salary for when he was playing in Israel. But the reason I wanted to pick Jai Lewis was, you know, his career. He stopped playing in two thousand thirteen and ended in Colombia. So he's not playing right now. But what he is doing is he's actually a incredible man. He he was a behavior specialist for a, in Parkville, Maryland, which is a, a uh, not the nicest place in Maryland. He grew up in Aberdeen, which is also not the nicest place in Maryland. And now what he's doing, I tracked this down from his uh, LinkedIn page. He is a student wholeness specialist for Baltimore City Public Schools. And I'm just picturing, and you got to look at his, his uh, LinkedIn page. This, this is just like what you would envision as a no-nonsense type guy at a Baltimore inner, 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 inner city school, just probably molding young minds, probably doing great things for that community. And I just wanted to give a shout out to a great college basketball player, Jai Lewis, great college basketball player doing great things in Baltimore now. Great work from Jai Lewis. That You could all even parlay that into a hug potentially, but I'm Not, glad we're checking up on him. Speaking of hugs then, Taylor, uh, we'll kick it off with you. Round us out with some hugs. My hug is actually for the Oklahoma basketball Twitter uh, captain. Who? What, what are the name of those people? Uh, social media producer, whatever. Uh, who, during a game earlier this week, tweeted. <clears throat> let me pull this up so I get it correct. Semicolon, semicolon. G O space S space space A I D J semicolon space W semicolon three space space two exclamation point exclamation point and has not been deleted nor did anybody have any clarification of what that tweet meant. Uh, so I would guess that was the uh, social media person for Oklahoma got extremely excited about the game. Probably those are kind of the sounds I make during college basketball games. So hug for them for uh, leaving that up and actually making a uh, a real tweet about how they thought about the basketball game. I figured it was supposed to be like a JPEG or a URL or like a GIF or something. And it, like some 45-year-old just wasn't able to properly paste it. Uh, it's The most incredible part to me is that it, it's still up. Like they didn't delete it. Excitement that never yeah. fades, baby. Uh, that's true. remember, remember the day January 6th that whatever it was is when it was tweeted, or January 5th, something like that. I don't know, whenever it was tweeted. So that's yeah. my hug is hopefully that intern still has their job. I guess that's really who the hug is for. Shark, who you got for a hug? You know, I, I, I'm gonna take my where am I? I'm gonna give my hug to Jai Lewis as well. Uh, I'm hugging my where am I? I don't think that's been done just yet. Um, and but I do have another hug to give as well. I just want to give another shout out to Jai Lewis. Great guy. Great underdog story. I don't want the fact that we nicknamed Slumdog. I don't want that to be taken out of context at all. That's not what I'm, obviously that's not what we meant. He's an underdog and everything and he's done. My hug is going to go out to this guy, Chad Pruitt. Chad Pruitt is an assistant coach, a director of operations with our guy Burgo 
on Auburn's men's basketball team. And my hug is going out to him because Mr. Pruitt's daughter is a contestant on The Bachelor. I believe it's Madison. She's getting uh, Bachelor's airing right now. I'm watching him. He, uh, Pilot Pete's giving out roses. I don't know if she's going to get one. I hope she does uh, for the sake of Chad Pruitt, assistant coach there. Uh, I watched the beginning of the show. They did a little spiel about her playing ball and all that. And reading Chad Pruitt's bio, the guy coached varsity basketball for both the men and the women at, at a high school team and then got a job with uh, at Auburn somehow. So this guy's, guy's a workhorse. But uh, hug to Chad Pruitt. That was actually going to be my hug. I love that you, you jumped wow. on Pruitt. But, yeah, Bachelor is back. More I mean, Bachelor award show season, college basketball – this is really wheelhouse territory right now. The beginning of 2020 is is hot right now. But yes, Chad Pruitt's a great one. Uh, but I did have a backup. It was kind of a, an additional one. Typically, we like to keep this strictly to college basketball, but this one was just too good to not give a hug. Shark, you're really going to appreciate this. And Taylor, I'll give you a little context. The Shark and I, and all of us really, we grew up during the height of reality TV and the height of trashy dating TV shows. You know whose birthday it is today? It is one of the OGs, the queens of dating reality shows, and that's Tiffany Pollard, a.k.a. Miss New York from Flavor mm. of Love and also I Love New York. She mm. recently she recently just celebrated her 30th birthday. I mean, and, and I'm telling you. No, she's not 30. 38. Did I say 30th? Yeah. <laughs> 38th. But, I mean, she gave some of the best television that – sophomore junior year supermanian and shark saw uh and, and this was like during the brett michaels rock of love era this was right right after the height of real world etc but tiffany pollard aka miss new york happy birthday to you from all of us here at titch I, happy birthday queen i got not yeah i mean that's the, that's how you set, send us out soup i got nothing else to add on top of that Shark, do you, I mean, you, I know you loved, I love New York and, and also uh, Flavor of Love. Yeah. I, the, when she didn't choose Chance way back when, just, I don't know how, she, I'm happy to see that she's still doing all right, but she didn't pick Chance. She didn't Her, pick Chance, right? At the end of the show, Sue? No, I don't what, think I she did. Yeah, and then, Chance got his own show. Yeah, he did. Her Wikipedia picture is just perfect, by the way. If you guys have an opportunity, peruse that. She was also on Celebrity Big Brother as well. So it's a third reality TV show. That's it, actually. We'll shout out a uh, friend of the program, Ted Scroback, big Big Brother fan. So he's probably familiar with her work uh, more recently than her uh, original work there. Tiffany Pollard, Miss New York, a giant in the reality television industry. Hold on, uh, hold on, hold on. Day. Just to bring up this this analogy again, did Miss New York run or walk so that like the every other uh, show today could could run? Is that how that worked? Is that would you say I don't that? know. I think we might need to give some some credit also to like Tila Tequila, who just went wow. completely off the rails after that. She used to hook up with Sean Merriman, but I mean, <laughs> she, look, I, New York was was my number one because that was theater every single week. That, that she was on. And then that also parlayed to like Chad Johnson. Oh, oh he might've been Ocho Cinco at that point. He mm -hmm. had himself a, a real dating reality show. It was just the height of reality dating TV. And uh, she was, she was the queen bee. She was. So thank you again for listening. We're back boys. It's good to be back. Uh, 
big 2020 ahead. We will catch you next time here on Theater and College Hoops. I'm
ਦੇ ਸ਼ਾਮੀ ਆਨੇ ਕੇ ਤੱਲੇ ਆਜ ਹਰੀ ਵਾਰੀ 